Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Guess what? My teacher said that dinosaurs all died after an asteroid hit the Earth millions of years ago. Is that a fact? Did your teacher see it happen? Was she there? Oh, Grandpa, it's in the science book, so it's got to be right. Be careful about believing everything you read in science books. Science books used to say the human appendix was not only useless, but actually harmful. But that was wrong. But a book that's never been proven wrong is the Bible, God's Word. Now, about the dinosaurs. When did they live on the Earth? Well, my teacher said that dinosaurs lived from 250 million B.C. to about 65 million B.C. But you've said before that the Earth can't be that old, right, Grandpa? You're right. The Earth cannot be that old because of numerous scientific observations. And when you read the many clues in the Bible about how much time passed since creation, you know, you only come up with about 6,000 years. Now let's open the Bible to Genesis chapter 1, verse 24, where we read, Then God said, Let the earth produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that crawl, and the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds. And that happened on day six of creation week. So what kind of critters were the dinosaurs? They were land animals. So they were created on day six, right, Grandpa? That's right. And who else was created that day? I'll give you a hint. Read verse 26 in chapter 1 of Genesis. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. That means he made people on the same day as dinosaurs. Right again. When you look at the scientific evidence, you'll find man drawing images of dinosaurs on the walls of caves, carving them on burial stones, ancient buildings, and on cliff walls, even etching them on tombs. People would have had to see dinosaurs to want to draw them. The idea of an asteroid killing off all the dinosaurs, which hasn't been seen and can't be tested, is just not scientific. So, what we read in the Bible makes a lot more sense of what we see in the world than believing in notions that the Earth is millions or billions of years old. And that's a fact. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, Dr. Daniel Harris, and our producer Ed Salzadale, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Carl, again, a very entertaining skit between you and your stand-in grandson. We very recently did a program on dinosaurs in the Bible at one of our monthly meetings, and that was rather well-received by the kids. I think, Terry, your son, actually enjoyed that. He didn't want to. when He didn't want to come. He didn't want to come, and he wanted to leave when he got there. But as you yourself saw... He was asking questions, and we talked about it later, and, and he was glad he went. He, he found out it was good to do something else besides play Roblox. <laughs> well, kids are fascinated by this whole conversation of dinosaurs. I'm not sure what it is, because they ever met a T-Rex, they wouldn't like the, the, uh, <laughs> yes, that's for sure. <laughs> the encounter. That's a true statement. But they're fascinated by them, and as the skit pointed out, the Bible intimates that on day six, They were created with us. Now, this idea of an asteroid impact, now that is the consensus today, but it's not the only theory of of how the dinosaurs died. There are almost a hundred weird theories. 
One of them was that they started having gastrointestinal problems. <laughs> yeah, they got constipation. Constipation killed them all. That'll kill you. It was dietary. Yeah, there are all sorts of dumb things that come into this. Dr. Harris, one of the interesting things that I've heard you talk about that is rarely talked about is the inconsistency with dinosaur fossils and the KT barrier. Yes, there is a layer of clay containing a, a rare substance found mostly strongly in meteorites, but not on Earth, that is deposited at a layer in the Earth that is associated with this boundary between the dinosaurs and modern times. And the problem we have with this is that if the dinosaurs actually were uh, killed by the meteor that brought the rid in the clay, then the dinosaurs should have died after the impact. And then they would have been buried on top of the iridium layer. The problem is that all the dinosaurs are buried below the oh. iridium layer, which is an indication that it's consistent with the model of the flood and that the flood occurred and it is what killed the dinosaurs and buried the dinosaurs and that the iridium layer is something that happened shortly thereafter. For clarity, what they're saying with the asteroid impact or the meteor impact is that this iridium was blown up into the atmosphere, deposited in this clay part. Yes. And you're saying if that were true, then you would have the dinosaurs who would have died off after, after. this impact and be buried on top. On top. However, it, that's not the only way you can get iridium. You could get them out of a large amount of volcanic yes. activity, which was spewing debris up into the atmosphere, which we would associate with the cataclysmic flood. Yes. And if that occurred, then we would expect to find all these dinosaur fossils below those sediments. Exactly. And that's exactly what we find. Exactly. So this is find. consistent. What we find is consistent with the Bible, yes. not with an asteroid impact. Exactly. There are a lot of other things that we find. Soft tissues. Uh, the first was T-Rex bone. Now we have triceratops with bone cells, etc. There are now more and more of these soft tissues. And guys, what's the big deal about soft tissues? Well, soft tissues made of protein or collagen or uh, DNA, all those organic substances are very volatile. They will break down quickly. Certainly, to expect them to last for millions of years is beyond incredible. It is just, just unbelievable. It's beyond what our observation is today. Correct. So we know that DNA especially will break down very quickly over a period of 100 years, it should be fairly unrecognizable. The proteins may last maybe a few thousands of years, but again, to expect it to last millions or billions of years and still be stretchy, still have any kind of resilience, is just not believable. It's not scientific. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reid, Dr. Carl Williams, and Dr. Daniel Harris. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Another interesting one that I actually got a question from during a seminar about 15 to 20 years ago that made me investigate it was one guy said, you know, well, have they even dated these bones with C-14 dating? And that was something that the general science community wouldn't even do because it was their assumption that these things are millions of years old and therefore or the C-14 would be long gone. Well, lo and behold, we have now done 
C14 test on 43 different dinosaur bones, and each one of them has dated less than 40,000 years old. Amazing. Now, <laughs> that is completely inconsistent with dinosaurs that should have lived 65 million to 225 million years ago. What's really interesting to me, because what I tell people now that C14 can be the creationist's best friend. Amen. Is that 40,000 year timetable that I'm talking about is based upon evolutionary assumptions. It's based upon assumptions that the C14 level in the early Earth, or in the Earth at the time of the dinosaurs, was equivalent to what we have today. If the Earth was pristine originally, if the Earth originally did not have that same level of C14, if it had a much lower level, then guess what? Those C14 dates now go down to less than 10,000 years, or in the 10,000-year range. And so it becomes a great thing for us. There's a lot of other discussions with the Bible and dinosaurs. The Bible actually discusses dinosaurs. Yay. What did we look at in that presentation we looked at with the kids last month? Well, we looked at the behemoth and Leviathan and all of these things. The Flying dragons. dragons. Yeah. Mentioned with a list of other animals that exist. Mm -hmm. Why would they go through the lion and the camel and the fiery flying dragon? If they didn't see these things, why just throw in one piece of science fiction with the mule and all these other animals that they talk about? In the Chinese horoscope. The Chinese horoscope. What do they have? They've got the rabbit. They've got the... They've got 10, 12 animals, 11 of which are extant, and one dragon. Yes. So why do they have one creature that's not amongst the extant animals yes. of today? And why would they put a dragon in there if they didn't really have one? And Marco Polo talks about finding dragons on his venture into China. The royalty of the Chinese would oftentimes be pulled in parades by dragons. Now, what were these dragons? Most likely some form of dinosaur. This was talked about uh, to a large extent in Chinese literature. In Chinese lore, about them raising dragons, about them pulling the emperor's cart, etc. And Marco Polo verifies it. Incidentally, this is the only part of Marco Polo stuff that is not talked about in the general textbooks. Why? Put a cap on this. The Bible does talk about animals that sound like dinosaurs. If they were on the ark, just they were, what killed them off? It did not have to be an asteroid impact. It could simply have been a very different environment for cold-blooded animals after the flood. Killed off a large amount of them. But if they are dinosaurs, if they are T-Rex, Allosaur, or anything else, would they be a welcome sight around the villages in 1,000, 2,000 years ago? Probably not. Probably not. And so probably who killed off the dinosaurs? We're looking at them around this table. Yeah, us. Us. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday 
Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger in Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you miss any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Bible.